Welcome to this week's episode of Serving the Community Podcast. Each week, your host, Trisha Stutzel, is highlighting people and organizations in our communities that are serving through volunteer work and giving back to make our community, country, and even the world a kinder place to live. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Serving the Community Podcast. My name is Trisha Stetzel, owner of Results Extreme Business Solutions and founder of this podcast, Serving the Community. I am really excited about the guests that I have on today, but first I want to give credit where credit is due to the person that introduced the two of us, which is Elisa Stamp with with, uh, Insure equality. And you may have caught her show just a few weeks ago. If you haven't, you should go back and listen to it. So drum roll. I have Carrie Durard, who is the co-founder and executive director of Jonathan's Path on the show with me today. Carrie, I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much. And of course, I appreciate Elisa introducing us as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think she's a connector. Uh, And we found so many things in common, right? (laughs) She is a connector and she just, she walks with her heart forward. She does. Absolutely. So we're here today to talk about Jonathan's path. And I know you're very passionate about this space that you have founded and created. So let's talk a little bit about you, your background and get into what exactly is Jonathan's path. Sure. So my husband and I um, have always found ourselves surrounded by young adults or teenagers that have uh, found their way to our home or to our dinner table that needed a a home, a parent, a listening ear, food. And so over the years, I went to him and I said, you know what, we should really do something a bit more formal and uh, look at the foster care program here in Middle Tennessee. What we've learned is, out of all 50 states, the state of Tennessee is the actual worst for permanent placement for teenagers. Um, and that's kind of shocking, considering that we're the volunteer state. Um, we have a big problem of volunteers stepping up to support children in foster care. But a lot of the issues are is around teenagers. So we made it official over five years ago to start our fostering journey. We focused on teenage boys because that's what we had at the time already in the house. Um, So that kind of kicked us off on an adventure that changed our lives in ways we would have never imagined. Yeah, I love that. And it's very interesting that Tennessee is uh, the number one, I, I will call it most neglected space, right? In this um, area that you you choose to serve in. Yeah. So tell me about the name of your um, organization and how it came to be Jonathan's Path. So there is a young man, his name is Taylor Hart and his brother, Jonathan Hart, Um, went through the most horrific, one of the most horrific stories of child abuse that I have ever heard of. And it was in the Murfreesboro area in in Tennessee. Um, Unfortunately, Jonathan, Taylor's older brother, passed away in the abusive home due to the abuse that they uh, experienced. Um, Jonathan, I believe, was 12 years old at the time of his passing. And then Taylor actually stayed in the home another two years before he was able to be removed from the home by DCS. Through this process, Taylor made his way into our home and eventually 
We adopted him at the age of 18. And so he's been with us now for, I think, about three, three years or so. So it is named after his brother, Jonathan. And the reason is because Taylor will tell you his his brother was a light. He wanted to do some amazing work and he was kind to everyone. And his story is one of many stories that is not only scary, but what we just don't want to see time and time again. So we are naming it in his honor and in his grace um, and in his good spirit that we can change the direction the current foster care programs are going in. I love that. Thank you for sharing that story. And what an amazing thing you and your husband are doing by creating this organization to help these teenage boys. So let's dig into what your organization does in the community. And so I, I want to point out Jonathan's path is for boys and girls, uh, teenagers that are 13 to 25. So those that are currently coming into foster care, those that are, um, in long-term situations in foster care and those that are aging out. Um, If you are a teenager and you are coming into foster care right now, to give you an idea of what it's like is your first step will be some sort of transitional housing because there are not enough homes uh, in the state that will allow a foster teen in their home. So we would need over 1,000 new foster homes in order just to house the number of kids that we have. So the kids right now are in transitional housing. Um, It used to be like DCS offices type of situation. Now it's, um, I don't know how to explain it, but it's not an office and it's not a house. It's kind of like an in-between, if you will. And you will probably stay there for anywhere from one week. I've seen them up to a month or even longer or they bounce around home to home, night to night, um, which is the inconsistency is the only thing that's consistent. And so what we are trying to do is multifaceted. But first, we're opening up homes that we would own and staff so that when the teenagers come in, they have a safe, immediate environment that is a home that is a small number of um, of other foster children their age. Um, It is done by some trauma-informed staff members, and they can stay with us until either a permanent placement is found or until they are reunited with their families. We just want to stop this bouncing around so that we can address other immediate needs that they have coming in as well. Yeah, absolutely. And so your organization is offering some counseling services as well. Yes. So that is the other big missing need. When a child comes into foster care, they are not able to start what they're called services until they find permanent placement. And just a moment ago, I said permanent placement may take weeks or months to find. And therefore, they come in from a traumatic situation and services do not start right away. We recently had a I'll give you a a story um, we had a teenager that joined us, joined our home, 14 years old, um, and started having, um, I guess they're called, uh, I forget what they're called now, trauma nightmares. And mm-hmm. they 
can be triggered by anything. And oftentimes as, a, as, a, as they become more relaxed and more used to the environment, they can put their guards down and these emotions start coming up. Well, we know that the moment they came into our custody, we get them starting to set up for services. The earliest appointment that he could get in was three and a half months away. So as his foster parents, what we try to do is fill that gap, right? Um, and that's our personal approach to what we're doing. And the, Jonathan's path is going to be the same way. We're going to say, look, when you come into our care, we're going to start meeting those needs, mental health being one of them. We're going to get you set up with a local therapist that is willing to either give their time or work with our community so that these kids can start unpacking the trauma that they have been through instead of waiting and compacting more on top of it. Yeah, absolutely. Before the show, I asked you what was on your mind today and you said mental health Mm. and and told me a bit of that story. So I know that weighs heavy in the space that you're in. So from a need perspective um, and because we've got the audience listening now, is there something that people who are passionate about this space and your organization can do to help fill that gap? Absolutely. We are looking to partner with therapeutic um, services, therapists, um, programs that would allow us to connect these teens with the therapeutic services they they need in a more immediate approach. Um, There are sometimes the kids come in from such horrific instances, you don't want to wait 48 hours. You want them to have an opportunity to speak to someone if they want, if they're ready as soon as 24 hours away. So we're looking for partners that would be willing to say, um, or willing to say, I've got a teenager that just came in. We really need to partner with someone in the next 48 hours who would be willing to help us bridge that gap until we get them into either a more stable program or take that child on as a client. Yeah, I I love that. I think that's fantastic. So these people that you're looking for to help fill that gap, do they need to be in person in the local area or is it something that can be done over a Zoom call? That's a child to child situation. I have teens that can do Zoom and it's no problem. And that is their comfort level. Um, I also have teenagers that are teenagers and the attention span to a camera is about 30 seconds unless it's a video game. So uh, I think it's 50-50, very child-specific. So we want to make sure that we're meeting them where they are. Um, So if you're in the middle Tennessee area um, and local, that would be a preference. But we also know some teenagers can do this just fine. Okay, fantastic. That's excellent. This mission that you're on Mm -hmm. uh, requires help assistance, volunteers, and even money. So can you talk to me about the kinds of things that Jonathan's path needs in order to grow and be able to support all of these kiddos that are coming in? Yeah. I would first like to say, if you are in whatever state and you've considered being a foster parent, your first approach should be signing up for some classes, some introductory classes, wherever you are, um, to find out what it's all about. You can also call me and I will tell you the ins and outs and the ups and downs. Um, so if you're in if you're in our area and maybe having a child in your home is not 
uh, great for your situation, then we are looking for volunteers that can help us with transportation, that can help us with marketing, with fundraising. Um, we're looking for corporate partners. Some programs that we have with our corporate partners are you can donate a specific amount from your paycheck that's automatically deducted and sent to us on a monthly basis. We are looking for builders, people who may have land or homes that can donate so that we can house more of these children. And we're doing them in all throughout Middle Tennessee because we want to keep the kids close to their school and their community. We don't want to take them out of the only thing that they have a hold of. Um, we are looking for fundraising. That is our biggest need right now because without that, it's, we're unable to hire staff. We're unable to um, buy the homes or pay the mortgages. So the monetary donations is a big need. Um, and I think that's just going to be an ongoing uh, need that we have just because of, of who we are catering to. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, definitely looking for fosters. I heard you say early on in our conversation that there, there's a need for a thousand right now. Yes. A thousand right now. So that's really important uh, in the local area, as well as volunteers, corporate partners, builders, land homes that are in the area. I'm assuming these corporate partners and even the fundraising can come outside of your local oh. area. Uh, so if anybody who's listening wants to get involved, certainly uh, from a monetary perspective, you could do that or even sponsoring, right? Becoming a corporate sponsor or even a business sponsor is a great way to get involved with Jonathan's path. Wow. I, my heart is full from talking to you today. And I hope that so many people are who are tuned in um, feel the same way and want to reach out and connect with you. So if you'll give your contact information, and then I have one more question for you okay. before we finish up. Okay. Sure. And I would just want to say thank you for doing this and, and highlighting the yeah. need in different communities. Mm -hmm. it, it takes a very special person to understand that um, these platforms are needed. So I appreciate you reaching out and, and making this happen for, our, for us. Yeah, you bet, Carrie. All right. So give us your contact information and then I'm going to ask you a really fun question for you. Okay. So contact information, you can email me at Carrie, C-A-R-R-I-E at jonathanspath.org. You can also reach our website, jonathanspath.org, or uh, feel free to give me a call, 615-414-1876. And for those of you who are on the run, I promise I'll have all of this contact information in the show notes, as well as in the posts, so that all you have to do is point and click and you can connect with Carrie and or Jonathan's path directly. All right, Carrie, here's my question for you. Tell me your favorite story hmm. around either before this organization came to be or since its inception. Um, it has to be my son that we adopted at 18. Um, he has gone from what was a timid, very untrusting of adults, rightfully so, um, young man that made everyone feel good instantly. He has that charm on everyone. And now he is a thriving honor roll student at Lipscomb University studying pre-law. He lights up the world. And this is just one example of what these kids can do when they're given an opportunity in a loving environment. 
that he is he is um he is the poster for what's possible with love and some stability. Yeah, that's fantastic. Carrie, thank you for being such a giving person. Thank you for creating an organization that is carrying so much meaning inside of your community. And I know that you've helped so many already, and you're going to help many, many more with the help of the community, whether it's local or expanded right? That's our extended family. I'll call yes. it. <laughs> I think one of the things we say is once a child comes into foster care, it's the community's responsibility to help. So it does take yeah. everybody. Carrie, thank you so much for being on the show with me today. Thank you, Trisha. I appreciate it so much. You bet. It was my pleasure. And that concludes this week's podcast, Serving the Community.